we're 12 lines from the bottom, Amr of Sheshis. So we're introducing a sheet of Rav Sheshis, which is going to take us to one sugya, only to another sugya, which is basically every Gemara and Shas. So the Gemara says, Amr of Sheshis. Rav Sheshis says as follows. Just to quickly review the halacha, the halacha is that if I give you an object to watch, and then you, uh, I say, can I have it back? And he said, it was stolen. And you lie about it. That's called kaifer bepikadon. The halacha is that if you lie and admit, then you have to bring, you have to return the item at a fifth and bring a carbon. If you lie and then adim come, you pay kaifel. That's called kaifer bepikadon or tayin tayin ganef. There's different you know, sentences. Says the Gemara like this: very bechidish. Amr sheishes hakaifer bepikadon. Merely saying that it was stolen, even if you don't lie under oath. But you claim that it was stolen, It's a big chiddush. See, because in the, in, the, in the Torah, it's describing swearing under oath. What if, so if you, like I said, if, 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 if you're my shaymer and I ask for the item back and you say it was stolen, I take you to court and you lie under oath, we know what the halachas are. You have to, if you admit, you pay a chaymish and a karbon. If you, if you, adam come, you pay kefal. That, that's known. The question is, he never lied under oath. But I go to his house and I say, hey, can I have the item? And you're like, it was stolen. Says Roshashis, merely claiming it was stolen, even without an oath, is enough to make you a gazlan. And you're chayiv ba'insen. Now, what's the difference between a gazlan and a shaymer? Are you chayiv ba'insen? A shaymer chinam is potter. But the second you claim, merely claiming, it's a big chiddish, that even without a shvua, you already become a gazlan or you're chayiv ba'insen. How do I know this? Vitanatuna and the, the Brisa really indicates it because the Brisa says, Vikikashba, a person denies it, Lamanu Ainish. He is going to be punished, meaning he's a Gazan right away. Now notice it does not say anything about a shvua. Azhar Manayan, how do I know there's a lav? Tamaloy Marlaisakashu. Now so you see that this Brice is saying that a kaifer pipikadin gets punished. Now it doesn't say anything about a shvua. My lav laonish kfira is the brisa not referring to a situation where merely denying it, merely saying it was stolen, merely lying, not even under oath, you become a ganef, a gazlin. So the gemara says no. Loy laonyin laonish shvua. The gemara says no. Perhaps you're not a gazlin. Perhaps merely lie, merely claiming that it was stolen is nothing. When and when when the brisa says that you'll be punished, that's talking about einish shvua. It means you'll be punished if you swear under oath. But if you don't swear under oath, maybe it's nothing. So again, this rishayshus is mechadish that claiming that claiming the item is taken, the claiming the item was stolen, even without a shvua, you become a gazlin. And we brought a braya because the brisa says you'll be punished, and the brisa doesn't say anything about a shvua. So it says no, you'll only be punished if you made a shvua. Okay, here's the problem. That second part of the brisa, and this is this brisa brings psukim. It's like uh, The problem is, you're telling me that that brisa, which all the psukim, is only referring to a case where you lied under oath. Before lying under oath is nothing. It's ephes. Here's the problem. The brisa then continues by bringing more psukim, which clearly indicates. So now you have two sets of psukim in the brisa. A reish and a seifa. Now the seifa is talking about where you lied under oath. Isn't the Rasha then not talking about lying under oath? Merely denying it, merely claiming it was stolen without a shvua? Because if the Rasha and Sefer are both talking about a shvua, what do you need both cases for? We need both psukim for. Says the Gemara, Hamditani Sefer, but look at the end of the Brisa. The Ishtava, the end of the Brisa talks about a case where the Shemir Chinam lies under oath. Mechlal, the Rasha Ishtava. The implication is then that the beginning of the Brisa is talking about where he didn't lie, but merely Kaifer Bipikad and Nasagazan. Diktani Sefer, because what does the end of the Brisa say? If you swear falsely, then you're punished with, again, 
Chaimish and uh, if there's an item and a Chaimish and bring a carbon. Azhar Menayin, what's the law for swearing falsely when you're a Shemachinam? Tamalayim and Leisis Shakru. Umidaseva the Yishtava Reisha the Yishtava. So right now, Again, Rav Sheshis is mechadish, that if a Shemrachina merely denies having the item, even if he doesn't swear, he's a gazlin. And we brought a raya because the b'risa says that you're punished for acting unethical. So we said, unethical, so we said, no, 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 the b'risa is talking about a case where you swore falsely. You're only punished if you swear falsely. Here's the problem. The safe is talking about swearing falsely. So you're talking about the Rish and the safe are talking about both swearing falsely. What do you need both for? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why I need both. Amri, Really, it could be that by merely denying the item, by just saying that it was stolen without swearing, you won't get punished at all. You're not a goslin, nothing. So the Brisa, which the Reisha and the Seif of the Brisa, which they talk about punishment, are only talking about making a false Shavuah. So you've got to ask yourself, what do you need the Reisha and the Seif I'll tell you why. What's the halacha if a Shemr Chinam, you go to a Chinam and you say, where's my item? And he says, it's stolen. And I say, and I take you to court, and you lie under oath. What's the halacha? So I told you there's two halachas. One, if Adam come, you pay kefal. Two, if you admit it, you're chayiv for the gneva, and you're chayiv for chaymish, and you bring a carbon. That's why you need both parts of the b'risa. The resha and the seifa are telling you those, these two separate halachas. So, meaning... Meaning both the Reisha and the Seifa are talking about a case of, of Shavuah. Because you're only punished if you make a Shavuah. So what do you need a Reisha and the Seifa for? Because there's two separate halachas when you f- swear under oath falsely. One is if you admit you bring a Chaymish and a Karban. Two, if Edom come, you pay Kefal. Hence the two parts of the Brisa. But there's no indication that you'll be punished at all for merely denying the item without swearing falsely. Okay, but we're going to continue in Rav Sheshis' Chiddush. Again, Rav Sheshis' Chiddush is that if a Shoimer says the item is stolen, doesn't swear falsely, but merely denies having the item, you're a Gazlan right away. That's Rav Sheshis' Chiddush. Here's the problem. Rami Barchama says, I have a question. This is a Mishnah in Shavuos. Now, the general rule of, of, of oaths are the defendant uh, swears. The, the plaintiff doesn't swear and collects. Meaning, if you, if you say, I owe you $1,000, and I say I don't, who swears? You don't swear and collect. I swear and defend. That's the general rule. That's the Pasuk, the indication of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that the one who's the defendant, he swears and he's scot clean. The, the plaintiff doesn't swear to collect. The defendant swears to protect. That, that's the rule. But what if, so generally the defendant swears, not the plaintiff. But what if the defendant is a, is a liar? He's, he's, he's a liar. He's proven to lie. So then the Torah says, then the plaintiff swears. Because if the other guy is a liar, we're not going to have him swear. I mean, he's not trustworthy. So the mission over there is explaining examples of someone who is no, puzzle, basically, puzzle for Shavuah. Puzzle A, this puzzle for Shavuah. What's the example there? If he previously swore falsely regarding testimony, or he swore falsely as a shemachinam, he said he lied under oath as saying it was stolen. And even if it was a, an oath, it's called shuashav. It's, it's an oath that's, uh, even if he swears, not about something important. But that's not for now. What do you see over here? When does a person become puzzle from making a shvua if he lied under oath? But according to Rosheshes, why does it have to be that he lied under oath? Even if he didn't lie, merely denying the item makes you a goslin. 
So again, Amishamirchinam, what do I have to do to make me puzzle this and puzzle from Shavuah? So it says the Mishnah, if you lie under oath, if you say under oath that the item was stolen when it was your puzzle. But according to the Sheshis, you don't need to lie under oath. Merely saying the item was stolen without a shavuah makes you a gazlan. So why does the Mishnah have to say that an example of someone who's puzzled for making a shavuah is where he lied under oath? I don't need to be lying under oath. Merely claiming the item was stolen, even without a shavuah, makes you a gazlan. So why do you have to say that he lied under oath even before that he's puzzled? Previous case, previous case. We were saying, in a previous case, he's proven to be a goslin, or probably he can't oath, oath now. What's an example of what he did in the past? In the past, he lied under oath. Why does he have to lie under oath? Merely saying the item was stolen makes you a goslin. In the previous case. So the Gemara says, So the answer is, we're going to um, tweak this. When Rav Sheshis said that if, uh, again, you're a Shemachinam, I give you a laptop to watch, a week later I say, hey, can I get, have it back? And you say it's stolen. Says Rav Sheshis, even if you don't end up going to court, merely saying it's stolen, you're a goslin. Says the Gemara, but wait, so then what's the problem with the, what's the issue, what's the deal with that mission in Shavuos? So the Gemara says, no, Amri, You know the answer is, you know when you're considered a goslin by denying the item? When the item is in your domain. Meaning, here's very simple. Menashe, I give Menashe my laptop. And I say, hey, you're my Shemachinam on my laptop. A week later, I say, can I have it back? You say it's stolen, but it wasn't. No lying under oath, but you claim that it was stolen. Says Roshesh's here a Gazlin. When? When the laptop is in your house. Meaning, if the laptop is in your property, you can hand it to me right now, and you claim it was stolen, that's an act of gazela. But let's say what happened was, your son asked, your son needed a laptop for work. Not to use it, but he needed to hold on to a laptop. Mm-hmm. So you gave it to your son. So then by you claiming it was stolen is not actually an act of theft. You're just trying to buy time. You just want to give yourself a couple hours to get, get it back. You don't want to say that it's not in your domain because then I'm going to yell at you. So you say, hey, hey, it was stolen with the intention of giving it back. So says Roshesh, when do I say that saying the item is stolen is an act of Geneva when the item is in your domain? So if it's in your domain, you can hand it to me and you say it's stolen, that's an act of theft. But if the item is outside of your domain, let's say it's a cow and it's in, uh, you let the cow go to the swamp, which you shouldn't have. So then you say it's stolen, it's not an act of theft because you're just trying to buy time and you're saying, listen, I'm going to go get it. So that's when Roshesh agrees that it's not an act of theft. So the mission in Shavuos, which implies that not an act of theft, is talking about a case where you deny the item and the item was not present. Ted, I'll prove it to you. If you deny taking a loan, meaning, uh, let's say I give you a loan and I say, hey, can I get it back? And you say, I don't know what you're talking about. That's similar to trying to buy time because a loan is like the item going out. Says the halacha, why? Because it's just buying time. It's not an act of theft. But but if I give you an item to watch and you say it's not there, that's pasaledas. So you see this indication that not every time denying it is pasaledas, it depends on whether the item is around or not. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask a question on Rosheshis. We're going to introduce us to one of the answers. One of the answers is going to take us the rest of the Ahmed. The answer is a wild answer because it's not what you'd expect. It seems to be against concepts in the Torah, and we'll get to this. Again, Roshayish's point is that by merely claiming the item is stolen without a shvuah, you're a goslin. Here's the problem. Ha'amr Ilfa. Ilfa said this line, which is a cryptic line, but Ilfa's line is shvuah koina. When you, when you swear, you're koina. Now what does that mean, shvuah koina? So the Gemara understands, shvuah de kanya, v'kfir le kanya. You know what it means? 
Shvu'a It means that by swearing under oath falsely, that's when you're acquire being a goslin. But before that, you're not a goslin. So it's not like Roshesha. Roshesha says that you're a goslin even without swearing. But Ilva said you only acquire, meaning acquire the name goslin, by swearing. By denying it, you're not a goslin. So are you a goslin or not? So that's the question. So we're going to give two answers. The first answer is not really relevant to us. The second answer is going to take us into a whole different place. First answer, First answer is, you know when, again, Rav Shesha said that if you claim the item is stolen even without swearing you're a goslin, Ilfa indicates not like that. You know what the answer is? The item is not in your domain. As we said before, if the item is in your domain, if the laptop is in your house and you claim that it's stolen, that's an act of theft. But if the item is not in your domain, then you're just buying time. So when Ilfa said claiming the item is stolen, it is not an act of theft, it's talking about the item is not in your domain and you're just trying to buy time. No, no, this is this case. We're no longer in that previous case. This case. Is claiming the item stolen an act of theft without swearing? Rav Shesha says yes. Ilf indicates no. Yeah, we're not talking about the previous case. We're talking about this case. The previous case is only relevant because then it makes you a goslin. I'm talking about whenever it's happened, are you a goslin by claiming the item is stolen? Okay. So the answer is, it depends. Is the item in your domain? If the item is in your domain, you can hand it to me and you say it's stolen. That's an act of theft. If the item is not in your domain and you kind of you have to go get it, then saying it's stolen is just trying to buy time. That's the first answer. The second answer is very wild, and it's going to take us down a complicated rabbit hole. Yeah. That means that he says that it's not in my domain. No, he doesn't say that. He says it's stolen. It's stolen. That's his way of buying time to try to get it. Right. It's not an act of theft. But if it was in his house when he said, then he's clearly trying to steal it. Right. So the Gemara says, Ibai same another answer. The answer could be that Shvua, that Ilfa did not mean this discussion at all. Again, Roshesh was referring to a case where you say the item is stolen when you're a Shaymachina without swearing. Do you make a goslin or not? That's that discussion. Ilfa said the following line. It's a cryptic line. He said, Shvua Kaina. Making a Shvua acquires it. We thought, what does that mean? We thought it meant is swearing falsely acquires you the name goslin. The answer is that's not what Ilfa is talking about at all. Ilfa is referring to the following halacha, and that is, if a person swears that the item is stolen, he is no longer going to be punished. He acquires it. Meaning, if you swear that the item was stolen from you, then the halacha is, you're exempt from whatever happens in the future. So if you bring Adam in the future, not my problem, I already swore. We trust my oath. Now, let, let me explain. The rationale behind that is, is that if I swear that the item is stolen, you bring Adam, that it's not stolen, who's to say the Adam? We trust the Shvua over the Adam. Now, here's the problem with this Shita, and we're going to analyze this for this the Ahmed. The problem is, this is like against concepts in the Torah. I just told you that if, if I... Well, m- more than that, it, it's that there's a concept in the Torah that if a Shomer Chinam says the item is stolen, swears, mm-hmm. and then Adam come forward, he pays Kefal. So, like, how could you say that by swearing you're forever absolved? That's not true. You pay kefal in such a case. So we're going we're gonna to get to that. We'll, we will slowly whittle down this shita to the point where it's not talking about all scenarios. But the, the, the Gemara says like this. Perhaps when Ilpa said shvuokaina, he's not referring to our discussion at all. He was referring to the following concept. Ravuna says, I say... Um, 
Um, you you owe me a you owe me a hundred dollars. You, you have a hundred dollars in mind is by your property. And the other one says, I swear I got nothing. So I say, Menashe, you owe me a thousand dollars. You have my money. And Menashe gets up and he swears, I do not have your money. Boom. Says the Gemara. Even if Adam come and say that he's that he's incorrect, he's guilty. Potter, he doesn't have to pay because we go with his shvua. Now, meaning shvua kaina, shvua acquires, shvua wins. Now, again, the, the very strange because we've had so many concepts that like the Adam prove you're a liar. We're gonna so let me explain the rest of the Ahmed. We're gonna have questions and we're gonna start trying to wiggle out by saying. Well, maybe that case that you're chayiv is where you didn't swear in court or you swore without being asked to swear. But if you swear in court after being asked to swear in court, absolved. But eventually we're going to prove it. This is connected to the Torah. There is a posuk in the Torah that says that if I give you an item to watch and then I say where it is and you say it's stolen and you swear it's stolen and then I procure Adam that it's not your chayiv kefal. So this concept of just by swearing you win, not true. So what we're eventually going to say is that this is not in all circumstances. This is in a very limited, very limited uh, scope. Uh, the Gemara says like this. Once you swear, you never have to pay. Oh, that's the shita. Now let's analyze the shita. Gufa, said, I say you owe me a hundred dollars or you have my money. And you say, I don't have your money. I don't know what you're talking about. And you swear that you don't have my money. I bring Adam to prove that, that, that you're guilty and that oath was a lie. Potter. You're potter from payment. This is the shita of Arav. This is Rav Huna Amarav's. This is Rav's opinion. A tremendous chiddush. Now let's start picking apart and plucking at it to the point where it's going to get very, very limited. Okay. Amarav. Mistalva milsa darav bimilva deleitzanin apikadon brushusi demarikai. Rav says, I think Rav's opinion only makes sense if you swear about a loan. But if you swear about an item, like my item's in your house. <laughs> like, again, the case is, I go to Menashe and say, you, you have something of mine. And he's like, no, I don't. And I say, you swear? He swears in court. And then I bring Adam. That's like, it's in his house. Potter. So it says Rava, I get it when it comes to a loan. Because the money is just gone. Money is money. But if, like, you have my laptop, <laughs> like, I see it. Give me back my laptop. But it says the Gemara, Halekim, but I swear by God, I'm Rav, I feel No, Rav said a statement, even by a Pikadon, even by an item. The Chiksiv, Krav, and so Rav's opinion is is uh, across the board. Now let's start let's start pulling questions on Rav. Yosef Rav Nachman Rav Nachman asks the following question. The question is as follows: Heichan Pikdaini, I say to you, where's a? I, I gave you an item to watch. Where is it? Amrli Avad, you say I lo- it's lost. It got lost, meaning in an onus. You know, uh, an animal came in and took it. Mashbiachani, I say, swear. Amr Amin, yeah, I swear. So he swears. I bring Adam that say that the guy that the guy uh, ate the item, whatever the guy used the item. Mishalim esa Karen, you pay Karen. Boom, you pay. What do you mean? I thought he swore. I thought once you swear, you never have to pay. Over here, you pay. Let's keep going. Let's say instead of me bringing Adam, you admit to it. Then you pay Karen Chaimish and Asham. So what do you see? You see very clearly. You swore. 
and you're not absolved. So how could Rav say by swearing you're never going to have to pay? It's not true. So says the Gemara, instead of just saying, well, Rav wasn't talking about we're trying to like we try to like uh, pivot like a, like a dodge and weave like boxing. So You know the case is you didn't swear in court. You swore outside of court. Meaning if you would have sworn in court, potter forever. This case where it says you swear and you have to pay is you swore outside of court. Okay, so it's not it's not a full shvua. Meaning it's like it's like a half a shvua because it's outside of court. Okay, let's keep going. Let's pull that apart. You're telling me that that Bryce is talking about a case where you made oaths outside of court? Let's go to the end of the Bryce. Next case. I said, Menashe, where's the I gave you an item to watch. Where is it? It was stolen. You swear? Yeah, I swear. But then I bring Adam that show that you took it. It was not stolen. It was stolen by you. You took it. You know what the halach is? You pay kevel because I told you it's a pasuk in the Torah that if a shaymerchinim claims that it's stolen and then he's proven, he swears and he's proven to steal it, he pays kevel. Okay, and let's say instead of swearing, he he's made himself. Now you're going to tell that clear. You swore and you have to pay. And you're going to tell me, oh, it's outside of court. There's no kefal for a shvuah outside of court. There's only kefal for a shvuah inside of court. So this shvuah happened inside court. And you still have to pay. So how could Rav say that your potter is mafurish in the Torah, that you have to pay? And don't tell me it's outside of court, because it's kefal. Kefal's only in court. So what's going on? So Amalei, so Rav Nachman said to Rav Nachman, I could give you a bad answer. And that's, Reisha chutz lebezin, seifa bebezin. The first part is talking about in court, the second part about out court. I don't want to give you a bad answer. So you know what the answer is? Both cases are talking about in Bezdin. So how, how could Rav reconcile his concept with this Mishnah? The answer is, when Rav said that if you make an oath, you're potter forever, that's if Bezdin tells you to swear. See, there could be two cases. I could take Menashe to court as my uh, Shemachin. I'm sorry, you're the Shemachin of the day. I take you to court and I say, Where, where's my item? He said, it's stolen. I say, I say, you swear? And even without me saying, he's like, I swear. If you just jump to swear, it's not going to absolve you. But if let's say I take I say, where's my item? He said, it's stolen. I say, Bezdin, get involved. Bezdin says to you, Menashe Weiss, would you like to swear? And then you're swearing because they tell you to swear? That absolves you. For whatever reason, a shvua that's in, that's uh, that's enacted by Bezdin in Bezdin is stronger than a shvua that's in Bezdin where you choose to jump. Okay. So it's 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 again it's like so you're telling me that when the so right now by the way the case the case of the Torah when the Torah says you have to be careful it's talking about a case where in Bezdin but you chose to make an oath and that matters. Okay. Let's keep going. We're still going to keep whittling, keep whittling, keep whittling. So. Let's keep going. Now, first of all, Rami Barcham is like answering what Rav would say, what Rav would say this. Or, so he says, Rami Barcham says to Rav Nachman, Michti, Rav is you don't hold like Rav. Like this whole thing is Shita of Rav. You don't hold this way. Why are you like trying, why are you making yourself so, like complicating yourself, like twisting yourself to answer for Rav? You don't even hold that way. I mean, sometimes when a Rav defends, like Rav Nachman is answering for Rav, it sounds like he kind of holds that way. He's like, you never hold that way. So I'm really, he responded, Rav, Rav He's like, I don't hold that way. I'm just explaining how Rav would paskin. That's it. I'm just telling you how Rav would, would answer the Gemara. Now, Harav Krokomer. Now, let's say you disagree with Rav. I, Rav, brought a Pasuk. What do you do with the Pasuk if you don't hold of Rav? 
Omri, crawl the whole Nishbon Shabbatoy Nishbon Vlemishalm and Huda Asa, Vlokach Bayavoy Shalim, Misha Vlashalm Vlemishba. This is the halacha I mentioned before that I mentioned to my father before that the, the classic rule in the Torah is the defendant swears and is absolved as opposed to the plaintiff swearing and taking. That's, that's what the other Mepharshim do with that Pasuk. Rav uses this Pasuk to say the special halacha that once you make a Shavu, you're Potter. Everyone else who disagrees with them, what do they do with the Pasuk? They tell you the Pasuk is telling you that when you have a machlaikas to plaintiff and the defendant, the defendant swears and walks away scot clean, as opposed to the plaintiff swearing and taking. Right? I say you owe me a thousand dollars. I'm the plaintiff, you're the defendant. Someone's going to swear. I could swear and collect. You could swear and defend. We let you swear and defend. That, that's the that's how you use that pasuk. But Rav uses that pasuk to say that a uh, that that uh, if you once you make an oath, you're pater legamri. Now let's. Continue in the questions on Rav, and eventually we're gonna we're gonna very much whittle Rav Shita, because Rav right now is saying that anytime you swear, you're never gonna have to pay afterwards, even if Adam come forward. And by the way, Rav even takes it further. They understand Rav is to say that even if you yourself are Maida, even if you yourself are Maida, you don't have to pay. So if I take you to court and I say, "Where's my item?" and uh, you're my Shemachin, "Where's my item?" you say it's stolen. So according to Rav, if you swear and I bring Adam, you're Potter. Connect the tire, we'll deal with it. But Rav's going to take it further. It sounds like from Rav, the second you swear the item is stolen, even if you admit you're putter, because swearing, you're done. Which is, again, it's very hard to understand. So it says the Gemara, Master Rav Amnuna, you're telling me that according to Rav, the second you swear, you're absolved entirely. Whether you admit, whether Adam come forward, you'll never be chayiv. How could that be? Most Rav Amnuna, Rav Amnuna, who's a student of Rav, asked the following question. It says, Let's say I take a Shemachinim to court, and for whatever reason, you swear five times. So every hour, you get up in court and you swear, I didn't take it. 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 And then what the halach is, what happens? Whether you swear in court or not, we cover our love, and then you... Um, and then, the, the, then we're going to see that, uh, let's say I bring Adim to, bring the, to prove that you're a liar, or you admit, you have to bring a fifth and a carbon for each oath. So if you admit to it, you'll have to bring five fifths and five carbonas. Uh, why? Says Gemara, because after every time you could admit. So what do you see? If Rav is right that the second you swear, that's it, game over, then why are you chayiv for five oaths? First of all, why are you high if you admit afterwards? Question number one. But two, why are you high for five oaths? The second you swear, game over, you're done. The fact that you can constantly swear and constantly be high, swear five times, be high five times, indicates that even after you swear, the game is not over. We're still in the middle of this game. We're still in the middle of figuring out who's right and who's wrong. Says the Gemara. So what's going on over here? How, again, how could Rav be right and this halacha be right? That according to Rav, the second you swear, game over. You can't be chayiv if you're moda. You can't be chayiv if you bring Adim. But how come if you swear five times, you chayiv five times? What do you mean? If after one swear the game's over, then it's it, then it, the game's over. You can't be chayiv for another four shavuos. So says the Gemara, who mayisuvu So he pushes it away. The case is where you didn't swear in court. You either swore outside of court, which is not a real shavuot to absolve you, or you swore in court, but you chose to swear, as opposed to tell, the bezin telling you to swear. Meaning, Rav is getting out of it, that according to Rav, you're only absolved, game is only over if you're in court, and bezin tells you to swear. So when the Mishnah, when the Bryce says in court, it means 
in court, but you chose to swear, as opposed to having the bezin make you swear. Psychologically, because yeah. bezin would make it sound better. Yeah. Because bezin would make you swear. Right. That's also true. But here's the problem. Let's keep going. That was Rav Hamnuna's question, and then Rav Hamnuna sort of, again, he, he dodged and weaved. Masiv Rava, Rava asks, uh, uh, um, again, direct question, and now we're going to stop, uh, uh, we're going to put this all away. Masiv Rava, Balabai Shetan Tainas Ganav Pipikadam. Okay, I give a Shemachinam an item, and I say, where is it? And he says, it's stolen. Vinijma, and he swears. So according to Rav, by the way, done, game over. Can't be Chayev. But what did I tell you? I told you, the Torah says that if Edom come forward, Yechayev Kefal. And if you're Moida, Yechayev Karen and Chaymish and Anashem. So Rav can't argue on the Torah. And this Bryce just backs up the Torah rule. What's the rule? Behoida, if after swearing you admit it, Ubo Edom and there are Edom, so which one is it? When Edom come, you get Kefal. When you admit it, Yechayev Karen, Chaymish and Anashem. So what are you Chayev over here? So the answer is, well, when did you admit? And when did the Edom come forward? If you admit before the Edom come forward, so the admission is all that matters. But if after the Edom come forward and say you're guilty, then you admit. So Edom come forward and say, you stole it. And then you're like, fine, I stole it. You know what the halacha is? Because Edom said you stole it, you have to be careful. But because you admitted, you have to do Karen, Chaymish, and Asham. So you have to be Karen, Kefil, Chaymish, and Asham. That's the halacha. Okay, so here's the problem. How could Rab say that the second you swear, you're done, game over, when this is a concept in the Torah? So you know what the answer is? Instead of saying, it's out of Bezdin, it's a, no, no. like Rav Hamnuna was dodging, the answer is, no, no, Rav did not say his halacha in all circumstances. Rav only said it in a very limited capacity. What did Rav say? Elam Rav, Rav said, kol hoida, First of all, when Rav said that if you swear, you'll never have to pay, Rav agrees that if you admit it, you have to pay. Rav, when Rav said game over, he did not refer to admission. So if you swear and then you admit, of course you're chayv. That's from the Torah. Karen, Chomash, and Oshem. 100%. Secondly, if you swear the item is stolen and you're a shaymer chinam or a shaymer, and then Edom come forward, you're also chayiv kefil. Rav didn't. Rav, you want to know why? Because the Torah says so, and Rav is not arguing on the Torah. So what was Rav talking about when he said that if you swear, game over, you're not going to be chayiv? We're talking about a case where the shaymer chinam says that it was lost. You see, when the Shemir Chinam says that it was stolen and then Adam come forward, the Pasuk is Kefal. What if he says that it's lost? That the Pasuk is never referring to. So it's talking about Dafka, a case where it's a Shemir Chinam, and he says the item was stolen, that was lost, not stolen, and, and he was not an admit, and he didn't admit, and then Adam come forward, that's when he's Potiphar. So that's how Rava whittles down. So Rav Hamnuna, a student of Rav, had questions, but he dodged and weaved. But Rava says, no, no, no more dodging weaving. Tear it all down. When Rav said, said his statement, he was not referring to being moid at all, being moid at your and he was not referring to tain tain is ganav, because, and then Adam come forward, that yachayv kefil. He was dafka talking about a case where your tain tain is ovad, and then Adam come forward, that's when you're potter. So Rava sort of tore down the whole shita and made it a lot more limited. So says the Gemara, just to finish the sugya, the next sugya is a lot easier. Huh? So just to finish up the sugya, Rav Amnuna, a student of Rav, asked a question and dodged and weaved. 
Rav asked the question, tore the whole thing down. So says the Gemara, Azal Rav Gamdev, Amal Shemaita Kamidah Ravashi. Amal Le Ravashi said to him, Hashuma Rav Hamnuna Tamidah de Rav, Viyoda Dama Ravuna, de Rav Hoida, Ukamoisa Hoida, Vatam de Hulayoma Rav. Rav Hamnuna asked the question from a case where you swear, you swear and then you admit. And he didn't tear the whole thing apart, he just dodged and weave. And you have the same, a similar question, you tear the whole thing down. Rav Hamnuna is a Talmud. Isn't Rav Hamnuna probably right that he was. That Rav said his opinion even by Moida. So the Gemara says, no. Go to the next page. Just to finish up the Sigi, this last part is a little difficult. Rav Amnuna was, refer- was bothered by this. Rav's opinion is that if a person says the item is stolen and then, and then Adam come forward, he's potter. We thought originally that he said the same opinion uh, if he was Moida, that if he's Moida, he's also potter. Rav Amnuna asked the question. The answer is Rav Amnuna's question was never from Moida. Rav Amnuna's point is, if you're moida, you're chayiv, because the Torah says so, then kavachoyim, you're chayiv if Adam come forward. What was really bothering Avamanuna was not the case of admitting. Admitting, we know that you're going to be chayiv, because the Torah says if you admit, you're chayiv. Rav never questioned that. Rav Amnuna, by quoting that case, was saying like this, if I admit I'm chayiv, then I'm definitely chayiv if Adam come forward. Makes more sense. The Gemara says, The point is, in the case where the person swore five times, the fact that he's going to be punished five times, he said, because he could admit, if... Adam coming forward exempts you. It does not make sense that you should be chayiv five times. That was the question, but again, he dodged and weaved, but, but uh, Rava tore the whole thing apart. Okay, new topic. A lot easier. We'll, I'll, I'll try to finish the Ahmed. Might do most of it. I'll do my best. Uh, we, we have about 15 minutes. I should be able to run through this properly. Okay. Now, very, very simple. The halacha is like this. If a person uh, steals, you chayiv kefil. If you steal and then you slaughter the animal, you chayiv dalad vehei. We know that if you're a toyin tainas ganev, if you're a shaymachinam, and then you swear that it's stolen, and then Adam come forward and say, you stole it, yichayv kefal. Here's the question. What if you're a shaymachinam, and you say the item is stolen, and you swear, and then Adam come forward and say that you actually slaughtered the animal, says the Gemara, you're also chayv dalad vehe, meaning we're mirror imaging geneva to a shaymachinam stealing it. To ganev, to toyin tainas ganev. And the same way by a regular ganev, it's kefal and dalad vehe. So to a toyin tainas ganev, it's kefal and dalad vehe. Says the Gemara, Amrav chibara, Amrav yeichanon, a toyin tainas ganev pipikodin. If a, a shaymachinam claims that it was stolen, and lies, but he actually stole it himself, and Adam come forward to prove it. Misham tashumi kefal, he pays kefal. And if it was proven that he actually slaughtered the animal, then tabachum machum, misham tashumi dalad vehe. He pays dalad behe, meaning dalad behe is not just by theft, it's by a toyin tainas ganef as well. What's the source? Hoyel v'ganef mishal tashumi kefal. Well, think about it. We're, we're comparing toyin tainas ganef to a ganef. By a regular ganef, you break into my house, you chayev kefal and dalad behe. So to a toyin tainas ganef, which is a shemrechina who claims that the item is stolen, kefal and dalad behe. Hoyel v'ganef mishal tashumi kefal, v'toyin tainas ganef mishal tashumi kefal. Ma ganef shumashalm kefel tavachumach mashalm tashumi al vehei aftoyin tenis ganef pipikodin kishumashalm tashumi kefel tavachumach mashalm tashumi dal vehei. Very simple. So toyin tenis ganef, which is again a shaymachinim claiming it was stolen and lying about it and swearing about it, but he was proven to be the thief. We're just saying that that's the same halacha as a classic thief. 
Okay? Malaganov, wait a minute. Shakim Nisham Tashlumi Kevo Shaloi Bishvua, Tarmatan Zanaganov, Shakim Nisham Tashlumi Kevo Al Bishvua. Wait a minute. You're comparing a ganif, a taitan is ganif to a ganif, but there's one major halachic difference. A regular ganif is chay of kefil without swearing, because you can't get a ganif to swear, he just steals. But a taitan is ganif, a shemachinam is only chay of kefil if he swears under oath. So, how do you compare the two? There's a major halachic difference. So, the answer is Amri, hekeshahu. The answer is this halacha that we're comparing a ganif to a taitan is ganif is a hekish. And we don't ask questions on Hekish. We just, we just do it. Says the Gemara. The meaning, so the, the, the concept that a Tayyidan is Ganef pays Kefil is learned out from a Hekish from Ganef. And once it's a Hekish, so then the Halachas are going to be the same. And therefore a Tayyidan is Ganef is going to do Dalar Vahe as well. So the Gemara says, well, This is a Sugi that we had earlier. This is about a, a month ago, um, 40 days ago, that... One pasuk is referring to Ganev, and one pasuk is referring to Taintan. It's Ganev, and we makish the two, and there's a hekish. Then it's beautiful. But there's an opinion that holds that both psukim are talking about Taintan is Ganev, in which case there is no hekish connecting Taintan is Ganev to Ganev. So if there's no hekish, how do I know a Taintan is Ganev pays Dalad Vahey? The answer is Omri, Ganev ha Ganev. It's from the extra hey. The extra hey is to tell you that the Pasuk is talking about Tayyantan is Ganef, but the extra hey is to include uh, a, a, a Ganef as well. Therefore, because it's in the same Pasuk, there is a Hekish comparing the two, and the same way a Ganef does Dalad Vehei, so to a Tayyantan is Ganef does Dalad Vehei as well. So one halacha right now, very clever, next Gemara is very clever. Right now we're saying that again, a Tayyantan is Ganef, which is again, anyone who's unclear about that, that means that if I give you an item to watch, and I say, you're a Shemachinam, and I say, can I have it back? And you say it was stolen, and you lie, you swear under oath, and you're a liar, and Adam come forward and prove that you lie, you pay kefil, and now the Chiddush is, if we could prove that you slaughtered the animal, Dalad Vehei. Here's the problem. What did the Brisa say? Hey, I give you my item, I give an Asher my item to watch, and I say, where is it? And you say, Nignab, it was stolen. Do you swear? Amar Omen, I swear. And he's a liar. But Adam come forward and prove that you ate the ox. What's the halacha? Mishalom kefil. Let me ask you a question. How do you eat an ox? You shecht it, right? We're talking about from yin. You shecht it. So why are you chayv kefil? You should be chayv dalad behei. Again, we have Adam prove that you ate the animal. You can't eat the animal without shechting it. So if you're telling me that a toy is God of pays dollar behay, then how come over here you don't pay dollar behay? You had Adam that came forward. Now the Adam didn't see the slaughter, but the Adam saw you eat it. How are you going to eat an animal without shechita? You know what the answer is? You know the answer is? This is a ganif. He ate the animal without shechting it. Right? You're only chayiv dalad behay if you shecht it. So I, there's no Aiden that saw the slaughter, but the Aiden that saw you eat the meat. How are you going to eat the meat without shechting it? The answer is, We're trying to find a situation where you, you can eat the animal without shechting it. So how do you do that? Again, there's no Aiden. There are Aiden that prove that the Shemachinam ate the meat. And it says kefil. Where's dalad behay? Now, there are no Aiden that saw the slaughter, but there are Aiden that saw the eating the meat. Isn't that synonymous? The answer is no. The case is you ate the animal without shechting, you shot in the animal in the head. Aye, that's not a from thing to do. It's also not a from thing to be a ganif and, uh, and to steal and to lie under oath. This guy is, uh, this is what he does. Okay. So the Gemara says the case is where you ate a novella. Now, just 
here until the uh, for a couple lines, the Gemara is going to ask a question. Again, the cases where we have Aiden that prove that you ate it. Now, we assumed eating it is synonymous with Shechita. So why did you chayv dalbehes? The answer is, we're looking for a case where you ate it without Shechita. So the most obvious answer is, Nebeu. So the Gemara just wants to know, why didn't you give other answers? Lishni What about a trefa? Why can't it be that you ate a trefa? Which, even if you shech the trefa, you now chayv dalbehes. So the Gemara says, Kid Rav Meir, because this follows Rameir, the Meshchita Shin Aroy Shmashchita. Rameir Shita is that if you slaughter a trefa, you're Chayv Dalvehei. So saying that you slaughtered it, but it's a trefa, is not going to exempt you. We're looking for a situation where you're eating the meat without a Shchita. So, and we want to try to find it in such a way, meaning we want to find a way where you ate the meat and you shechted it, but you're not Chayv Dalvehei. So we couldn't figure out the answer. So we said, you know what, you ate it without Shchita. So Mar says, why don't you say that you shechted it? But it's a trefa. A trefa is not chayv dalvehe. The answer is, Rameir holds it is. No good. Okay. What about a ben pekua? A ben pekua is that if you slaughter, if you shecht an animal and you find a fetus inside, you can eat the fetus without shechita. So maybe they saw you eating meat. So oh, if you ate meat, you should be chayv dalvehe. The answer is, you didn't shecht it. How is a Jew going to eat meat without shechita? So we said it in Nevela. Why don't you say it's a ben pekua? A ben pekua doesn't need shechita. If you find a fully developed fetus in the womb, you don't need shechita. So maybe he ate the meat and he did shecht it. Oh, if you shecht it, why did Chayav Dalad vehei? The answer is it's a ben pekua. The Gemara says Kerav Meir, Dami ben pekua tain shechita. There's a Meir shechita is that a ben pekua needs shechita. So you would be Chayav Dalad vehei. That can't be the answer. So the Gemara says, okay, the lishni like you're going shamar bedin v'amulit sein tainloi. Why don't you say this? Maybe the case is as follows: the shemachina was given the animal, and I say, where is it? And he said, it's stolen. And he lies. And then Bezdin says, pay it back. But Adam come forward and Bezdin says, pay Kefil. Then after Bezdin says, pay Kefil, he shechted it. You know what the halacha is? If you shechted after the Adam come forward, after Bezdin says, Yechayev, forget about the Adam. Bezdin says, Yechayev, once Bezdin says, Yechayev, if you shechted, Yechayev, Dalvehe. Why? Dalvehe is only for a Ganif, not a Gazlin. The second you're told to give it back, that's Bezdin saying, we know you stole it. So then if you slaughter it, you're a goslin. So how come, why why do you have to say the case is where he ate a nevela? Just say very simple. Really, you chayv dalad vehei. So if you chayv dalad vehei, why don't you chayv dalad in this case? So you told me it's because he ate a nevela, he never shechted it. Maybe he shechted it. But Bezin had already said return the animal. Once Bezin says return the animal, you're a goslin. So you're not chayv dalad vehei for a goslin. And that way he could have eaten the meat without, you know, without being nevela. Dama Rava, Rava says, Once you're told to return the item, you're a goslin. The goslin is not chayv Now, if Bezin just said, they didn't say teitein they just said you have to pay, that's not a full psak. So why don't you say that's the case? So the Gemara's answer is, you know what? It could have said that case. It picked a novella. It could have picked this case. And the Gemara says, I have another case it could have picked. The fact that it didn't pick this case is not indicative of anything. It just it picked one out of multiple options. Amri, according to you, that you're searching for alternative situations, you know what the case could have been? He's a partner, and he stole the animal from his partner, and he slaughtered it. You're not chayv dalad in that case either, because it's partially your animal when you slaughtered it. It picked one of two or three cases. Okay, let's start the next Gemara. I might review this next Gemara on Shabbos, because it's such a short daf, but I want for the recording purposes. It's 8.28, we'll get to 8.35, then we'll stop. Just to finish up the daf. Okay. 
let's say you find an item, a lost item, okay? It has simonim. You find a cow that has simonim. I knock on your door and I say, hey, uh, can I have the item? And you say, uh, it was stolen. And you lie. You know what the halacha is? And then Adam come forward and prove that you're a liar. You pay kefal. You stole a lost item, meaning even though you were never given it to watch, but you stole an item that you found, that's, that's, that's uh, kefal as well. Okay, so just claiming the item. So again, the classic case of a Sharmachinam is I give you the item to watch, I ask for it back, and you say it's stolen, you swear, Adam Kefil. Now we're saying, instead of me giving you an item to watch, you find the lost item, I knock on your door, I say, can I have it back? And you say, I don't know what you're talking about, it was stolen, blah, 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 lie under oath, Kefil. Here's the problem. I'll say outside the cash, and then we'll see it inside. Right now we're saying that there's Kefil for finding a lost item. Here's the problem. The halacha is, if I'm, I give you an item to watch, you're a shemer chinam, and I ask for it back, and you swear that it's not you stole it, blah, 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 lawyer, that's only true if I give you the item when I'm an adult. But if you were given an item to watch by a katan, for technical purposes, you are not going to be chayv kefal. Even if I give you the item when, you're, when I'm younger, and then by the time you steal it, I'm an adult, potter. Here's the question. The Pasuk says that a Shemachinam, the whole Toyentain is gone if the Pasuk says Ish, that he gave him someone to watch, the Ish gave it to watch. If a Katan gives a Shemachinam something to watch, he is not going to be Chayef Kefil. I only know that there's no Kefil when I gave you the item to watch when I'm a Katan. And I sued you in court to return the item when you I'm a cotton. All happening under bar mitzvah. But nasu kushu gadol. How do I know the halach is? Let's say I give you an item to watch when I'm 10. And I ask for the item back when I'm 15. I'm already an adult. How do I know that there's still not going to be kefil because it was given to you when I'm a cotton? That it has to be that I gave it to you as an adult and I sued you in court as an adult. The imisa, but now if you're telling me that this Tain is gone for finding a lost object, to Havinami Kaveda, let me ask you a question. I give you the item when I'm 10. Yeah? I ask for it back when I'm 15. I take you to court when I'm 15. And you say it's stolen. I say, swear to me. You swear. I bring Aiden that you're a liar. No Kaveda. Why? Because I. You gave it to him when he's a cotton. But if you find a lost object, you're So how could me giving it as a cotton be worse? If you find a lost object, and I ask for it, I ask, I, I'm the owner. It's two different cases. There's Tony Tan, there's Ghana, but there's a Shemir Aveda. You find a lost cow. I go to you in court and I say, hey, can I have it back? He say, it's stolen. I say, you swear to me, but you actually stole it. What's the halacha kefal? So you're telling me that I give it to you when I'm a cotton. That's no good because you gave it when I'm a katan. But if you were to find this object, you'd be chayiv. So how can me giving it as a katan be worse than you finding it? How can my interaction with you by handing it to you as a katan, you're like, oh, a katan, no good. But if you find the lost object, then you're chayiv. How can it be worse? The second answer is going to be, it is worse. So the Gemara gives two answers. You know what the case is? The case is, the cases where the person asked for the person handed to him when he's a cotton, and the guy stole it when he was a cotton. 
Meaning, the case is not where he's stolen and suited, he's a gadol. Because if he talks a stolen suit as a gadol, then it will be similar to a lost object. The case is, I gave it to you as a katan, you stole when I'm a katan. Because you stole when I'm a katan, then you're not, there's no kefal. Aval kushu gadol, but what would the halacha be if I gave it to you when you're a kamakatan? And you stole it when I'm a, a gadol? There would be kefal. Then why doesn't the braces say that? The answer is, The answer is, put that in the braisa. That, that's really what braisa means. One more answer, and then we'll, maybe we'll review this tomorrow on Shabbos. Ravashi Yomer, you know what he says? You know what Ravashi says? Your whole assumption is flawed. What's your assumption? How come if if you find a lost object there's kefil, but if I give it to you when I'm a katan, how could that be worse? The answer is it is worse. Because when I give it to you from when I'm a katan, it's coming from a katan. When you find a lost object, at least it's coming from a gadol. Meaning, yes, it, there is no act of giving, but at least it's coming from a gadol. Coming from a katan is taka worse. It's taka worse. Your assumption is how can it be worse? The answer is it's taka worse. I will stop here. Maybe we'll review that last point uh, tomorrow. Uh, a regular